answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are here with us on this um, broadcast over the weekend, but you might be listening to podcasts. Anyway, glad you are joining us as we talk about um, financial markets, investments, retirement, I mean, retirement is what we do. and uh, uh, We're not going to talk about Bitcoin, though. I, I, I was on my list of one of the things <laughs> just it? to mention. Was it really? Well, both myself and my coach, we're both financial advisors, been doing this for 30 years practically, been doing this, this program for 25 years, um, and we talk about all things financial. But I, here's what, this, when this, this past week, when uh, Tesla announced they bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Uh, which was just, uh, just it, it, it was mind-boggling to me that that was an asset that a publicly a traded equivalent. company could actually, it's not anywhere close to a cash equivalent. Well, that's what, <laughs> that's what they're selling it as. That's right. It's so volatile, like if you're Tesla, that's your, where your, your cash reserves are, who knows what, I mean, no one's going to actually treat that as a, ca- a reserve. No, that's right. No bank would. No. Or other lender. That's right. That's not a cash reserve. So what did you think of that? And then the... I it, thought it was... It, I, it, well, Tesla, first of all, um, I was talking to a young woman this week, and she was thinking about... Uh, she was asking me some investments. She was thinking about buying Tesla. What do you think of Tesla? And I said, I think it's a great company, but at what price? She's yes. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, no one, like, had... Ex- like, had oh, like that. what she had never thought about what the price is. Yeah, like I said, that, well, General Motors trades for about $9,000 per car. Tesla's like $1.3 million per car. So the, yeah. either they're going to have to start in their production 100-fold from where they are today or whatever Which is, is, they have to manufacture every car in America in order to get to the same pricing as General Motors. Or pivot to many different lines of business okay. or something. I, I don't know, but it's... um. So we already had this valuation on Tesla, and I'm thinking, are people buying Tesla because as a way to buy Bitcoin? Because that's what if I were an owner of Tesla and I or of any company that I just saw that they are taking the reserves and buying Bitcoin, like is that the best use of your capital? If so, I, why should I give you my capital? I'll go invest in other things, or if I want a Bitcoin, I'll go invest directly in Bitcoin. Fair enough. Bizarre. Yeah. Really, of course, but that stock Musk is bizarre. Yeah, it just it just keeps going and going and going. Tesla and Bitcoin. Look, if you own some Tesla, fine. Do not bet your retirement on it. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you can sustain any losses that could come. I would go as far as to say (laughs) will come. (laughs) It, 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 anyway. It is the strangest environment we're in right now. It is. And it is the strangest. I just is it driving into the studio this morning. I was thinking, I mean, I've lived through lots of market cycles. And this one, it's the whole combination of lockdown. All right. So the economy free is. Free trades. Yeah. And the economy is just really, I mean, there's two economies. There's those that yes, are, right. right, that are just thriving and there's a whole different economy that is just sinking. My friends that own restaurants and hotels, Ugh. just brutal, brutal. But they're like, I talked to one the other day. He's like, hey, I got that uh, another check from the government. Like, How big? How big? He's like $400,000. Little restaurant owner. $400,000 the government just sent him a check for. Was it PPP? Whatever it was. Four hundred grand. So when the government just keeps printing money and showering on everybody, then there's more uh, oh. money to go around. Like, like it, what happens when those governments quit showering money on everybody? It's, uh, it's, it's just the strangest time. Yeah. And I do think the free trading has added something. I saw an analysis. They were looking back to AOL. You, or 
if you're under age 30, you might not know what AOL is. AOL. They would send you these little discs uh, in the mail for AOL, and you'd put them in your computer. Oh, yeah, you had to download it. And you'd have to download Download, it. and it would give you access to the internet through dial-up. <laughs> All right, for all those under the age of 30, that's how it used to yeah. work. And you would have a you would pay for the time. So you would have some subscription it would give you X hours a week or whatever dialing. So you would dial up, do what you need to do and shut the dial up down. And they went to a new model, a subscription model where it was unlimited. And they they weren't thinking they were thinking this probably not going to change that much because people only need to transmit so much data. What happened is, is the demand for the their Internet just exploded because it was appear- apparently free to everybody, right? Yes. So the the demand just completely outstripped supply, and they had some some challenges they had to work through. But they, they were comparing that to the same thing with free trades. When it costs you nothing, like why not trade all day long? I mean, if if black if the blackjack tables, if you knew that it was a 50-50 odd, and the house wouldn't eventually win, you're like, huh. Maybe I'll just keep trading away because now I don't have to worry about this tax I'm paying each time. That, 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 I only have to be make sure well, I'm smarter that, than the next guy. But they in, don't think. In all fairness, there is friction in the transaction. It's just not transparent. That's correct. Yes, of course. <laughs> There's still a cost. They just don't see yeah, it. They all. just don't see it. It's buried in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, there's the, a difference between uh, the directed trade. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, but I my my kids are my, you know two of my boys are on that Robin Hood all the time. Uh, it, with options, with options, and I'm like, so you're trading options. And how much money are they? You know, it's whatever very, happened to you, someone had to be a certain amount of sophistication and all that stuff. It, it, um, I don't know how much money. It's their money, so it's really none of my business. It's not my money, and they, I've, I've, I poked at it a little bit to try to find out how much money they're actually in. Um, but I have a relative, a young man that is related to me. He's under 25. He made $9,000 on that GameStop. Um, I'm like, are you still trading? He's like, no, no, no. I'm done. I'm done with that. But really? we're, we're in silver now. Okay. <laughs> really? That's how I'm done with that? But we're in silver now. We're in silver now. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, the thing about options, it's a zero-sum game. So if you earn a dollar... Somebody else loses a dollar. It's not like buying into a company. If we buy Apple stock and Apple continues to grow and produce more goods and services, then everyone who owns Apple benefits. When we're trading options or if we're just trading, trying to make a quick buck, the only way you don't care about the underlying asset. You don't care. Well, obviously, game stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a rock. You're just trading on a rock. Silver. It It is a rock. It It is a rock. That's a good point. I mean, I don't know the definition of technical definition of a rock, but it is a mineral. Yeah, I didn't do well in chemistry. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting. But so you go back to this free trading, right? It's free trading. I believe you're correct that if they were charging $25 a trade, people wouldn't trade. Not like they're doing now. And it, I don't think it's going to end well for a lot of these young people. Oh, the Robin Hood, it's going to be the rich taken from the from the young. I mean, that's. It's going to be. I, uh, uh, so I had this conversation with my wife, and, and she said, what do you think? I said, I'm glad they're doing it now. She said, what? Absolutely. 100% well, what, why? I go, well, what, they could be 55, and it could be their life savings, and then they'll learn the lesson. I tell you, that, Pat, you bring up an interesting point, because we've both been advisors here at Allworth for three decades, helping people as they're move, moving into retirement. That's, that's what, our, what our entire firm does, right? And if, we, if you, when someone comes at retirement, and never has had any experience investing. Maybe they got money through an inheritance, the first real big check. Lottery's less less common, but we've both seen those. The challenge is somebody's never actually experienced a loss, never made a mistake on an investment, or even bought a good investment that went down in value. They've never had that experience. It is really challenging to coach them through that when they're age 55 or 60 oh, or 65. I, Scott, I think of this client of mine. Uh, husband and wife, um, in 07, they got a pension lump sum, and he took the money and was buying real estate in Florida. Um, in 07. In 07, right? <clears throat> We're in California. He's buying real estate in Florida. And he said to me, you don't understand, Pat. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's different. He said, 
everyone moves to Florida when they retire. You don't understand. And I remember saying to them. How bad did those prices fall in Florida? 50, 60%? 50, 60%. I remember saying to them, you are betting your lifestyle, your secure retirement for the rest of your life on real estate that even if it doubles, it's not going to help you. Your lifestyle won't change much. But if it goes in half. Particularly if you have leverage on it. He had leverage. Three years later, three years later, I remember introducing them to a bankruptcy attorney. And it was done, right? I mean, it was, the retirement was. And this is, he took a pension cash out. Took a pension cash out. Thought he can do better than the pension plan. And was buying real estate leveraged in Florida. But he never had any experience not speculating a, on real estate. Never property. owned any rental properties ever. And I just kept telling him, this is such a dangerous thing. It's so dangerous. And he kept telling me, I didn't understand. That's what he said. Oh, to me. we've heard that. It's this time. You hear it now from young people. Yeah. Not yeah. just young people. I mean, I read some of these stories about people who are make, investing in some of these things. I think they haven't, they don't really quite. And if you want to speculate and, and go ahead, take 5% of your portfolio or whatever, have a good time. That's fine. And like, a lot of people, we invest for lots of reasons. But don't bet your retirement on that. Yeah. And when you make an when you've got a certain portfolio, you've got an investment. Understand what implication it would have on your lifestyle if that investment fell fifty percent, seventy five percent, or more. Because it it happens. Well, we certainly saw it after the dot com. Yes, ninety percent. And you then well we can anyway. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, this is depressing. <laughs> Well, it's not. I mean, it's even the guys in the control room are crying now. It's the the challenge is. I, I my what I what I can I'm concerned with is that everyday investors are going to get caught up late in the game, which is what typically happens, and it's going to have a negative impact on people's lives. Yeah. I actually ev watching the market go up like it has recently. It just it's. I don't like it. It's just, it's mind-boggling. I love the economy growing. Yes, but when I you, love the economy growing with stock prices falling. Okay, so That's the best As an investment advisor, why do you not like it when these stock prices are going up? Because the, the underlying fundamentals are not going up at the same pace. So all what's happening are people paying more for the same asset. And? It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a kid's lemonade stand that at one point in time was worth $1,000, Lemonade prices haven't changed. The, de- the demand for lemonade hasn't changed. The sales haven't changed. And suddenly it's selling for $5,000. And everything reverts back to its mean, the average. So the further you get away in stock prices than the growth of the underlying you go companies. Back over the last couple hundred years, 100 plus it, years, well, we got good Everything data. reverts to its average. Yes, that's why I don't get excited when stock prices rise without underlying fundamentals. Yeah. That's why I love a growing economy and a falling stock price. What about, I mean, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, things are they're continuing to get more valuable and but less expensive to buy. Yeah, well, you got to make sure you own. You got to make sure that you have things at the right price. Yeah, and this is a weird environment. I mean, the government giveaways. I I, I just don't understand why inflation isn't. Um, I, I I if if you worry about anything, I worry about inflation. Yeah, I do too. Particularly as a retiree, like you make sure that your portfolio is set up in such a manner that. If we ever have rampant inflation, like real inflation. Which means you have to own equities, stocks. How else do we pay off these trillions of dollars of debt that we could continue to? I don't know. Print? What is it? What is it now? Twenty-five uh, trillion or so? No, but what in, since the beginning of the pandemic? Five, six trillion? It depends yeah. if this when this next bill passes. Yeah. Another one point nine trillion dollars. A lot of money. I don't know where you grew up. Where I grew up. A trillion dollars. <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> All right, if you want to be part of the program. A billion here, a billion there. Pretty soon it adds up to real money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we don't mean to be nervous Nellies about, but oh, Scott, when, thing, we, when, there's, look, when there's lots of euphoria going on, that's when you need to be careful. That's when you need to make sure that you've got your, the right kind of barriers around your portfolio, that things are structured in such a manner that you're going to be able to withstand whatever, whatever storm could come. When things look horrible, that's when there's less risk. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. If you want to be part of the program, 833-99-WORTH will get you on All Worth's Money Matters. 
And we're going to take talk to Rand. Rand, you're with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean of All Worth's Money Matters. Hello. Hi, Rand. Oh, you do hear me. Great. Well, it, it was very interesting to hear you gentlemen uh, speak about the market and real estate because the reason I'm calling is to help my son. Um, he's he's been working 20 years and he doesn't have a, a pension. He's he's a he's an optometrist. He just works for another another optometrist, <clears throat> and and with no pension there. And uh, with two kids, you know the general situation. He's going to be 50 years old. And uh, my idea of helping him would be to help him uh, get into a house, a real estate, <laughs> perhaps in Florida. <laughs> well, no, we're not saying anything negative, but it was just it had to be the timing, and someone bet everything on Florida. So, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, like I say, he's, he's and he's going to have to work till he's a hundred years old if, if, to retire. And my concept is, if if he would buy or purchase a uh, a house, uh, put it this way, a down payment that that he can he can easily afford that at the moment. Um, he's got a, a girl going to college, and can you the, can you afford something. to give him the money for a down payment, or does he have the money himself? I think he's got the money himself. Okay, all right. And so, what's but, the question uh, for us? The the question is, the, the, my concept is that if he were to buy something, and if I were the tenant. If I were to move it, when I say buy something, something that he likes and perhaps in the future either live in or um, sell it, it, it's up to him. But I would be the tenant that would give him the guarantee that the rent would be paid, the mortgage would be amortized, and uh, the increase in value at that time, should I live that long. But anyway, uh, the idea would be that he would have something at least uh, comparable to a, uh, a a pension or something. Well, does he, he own a uh, home now? Yes. Does... Oh, yes, yes. He has a home right now, and my idea would be for him to get a uh, to do a home uh, equity loan for the for the purchase of that. Got it. Got it. So, do you, do you own a home today? Oh yes, yes. Uh, okay. I live in Northern California, and uh, I have a nice uh, three acre house. And, and how many children like do you have? I have two: my son and my daughter, and they have each two. Son and I've I've already given them a hundred thousand dollars each for their education, uh, and uh, they're fine as far as my conscience is concerned. They're clean, but uh, I, I, my daughter's working for, for for the county with her husband, and she's got a husband, yep. and they're going they're going to have pensions. But yeah, they are, son, they're, they're, uh, they're, and your son won't have a pension. By the way, most Americans will not have pensions. Yeah. If you work um, for a private yeah. employer. You're 90, like, 90 plus percent chance you will have. No well, you're, you're, you're talking to somebody that that um, really hit the jackpot because I worked for aviation for 35 years. All right. And I, I was lucky to come out with with a pension. No, no big deal. Nothing yeah, yeah. much. But between this pension and my I, social I, security, I, my wife and I are fine. But but remember, when you worked uh, in aviation, there were price controls and that was deregulated under uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And that's why you have right. pensions. But it's, uh, it, it, right now, if you worked in aviation, the chances of you getting a pension are close oh, to no, zero. Yeah, no, no, no. The, yeah, no, no. It's all broken up. Yeah, it's that's, all a, that's right. And by the way, by the way, just a little bit of personal. The deregulation of the telecommunications in the aviation industry was bad for the employees, but great for the consumers. Uh, no question. Right. Yeah. I don't worry about what time uh, I call my grandmother. Yeah, you didn't have to call her after Sunday night at ten o'clock, right? (laughs) Right. Whatever. So I don't know if this is the strategy I would be using for my uh, son. And by the way, if you have a, it sounds like you have ample assets. You already gave them a hundred thousand dollars each. His retirement may be your net worth. Your your his inheritance. Yeah. Well, I I, no, I don't want to give him anything. I don't want to give him. My daughter, I wanted to go to the grandchildren. Wow. Oh. Okay. Well, that's you know that's your call. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be attacking his retirement problem with leverage on a rental home. No. I. I just wouldn't. I. I, I think that you're complicating it. Uh, you have two children. You're going to create animosity between the two. Yeah. There's that. Um, that's complicated. Uh, I. I. I wouldn't. You know what I would do? I wouldn't worry about his retirement. He's fifty. But I still would. I still would like to live in a house in Florida. 
Okay. Well, go get a house in Florida. Well, go get a house. You're, you're, Rand, you're, 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 you're rich uh, in many standards. You gave $100,000 to each yeah, one of your kids. Of money, yeah. um, no, I'm broke. Now I'm broke. Oh, yeah. yeah well, all right. No one's crying for you. No yeah, one's bro. crying for you. you know, here's, the ch- here's the hard thing, right? And it, sometimes our hopes and dreams for our kids are not their own hopes and dreams for their own lives, right? So you look at your son, you're like, you're 50, you don't have any money saved for retirement, you're worried about it. He may, may not. He may not be, or not worried enough to change his behavior. That's right. And well, so, he, yeah, he, he is. He's, he's been contemplating it. Uh, well, he just needs he, to start he, saving. He, yeah, listen. I never had a pension either. Yeah, he, he, yeah, but the reality is you own a home, you're living in a home, you would... I, I don't understand the the mechanics of you actually renting a house that he owns to guarantee the um, uh, a tenant essentially. Yeah, it, it makes yes, that's basically it. The guarantee I don't, a tenant. I don't and, understand and it. It would be it would be a nice place. Well, that would give me that would give me a nice place to live uh, for the few years that I have remaining. Well, but, but then and, sell uh, your house and move to a nice buy a place your own and and move there. Why I don't know why you have to involve your son in it. Well. I, I you, just, asked, you, 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 that was our, you asked for our opinions. So yeah, we gave it to you. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't fine. worry no, about that's, him. That's okay. I wouldn't yeah. worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about but him. But I do. <laughs> I, I get listen, it. Look, and, I'm and, a father. I get it. Two, and his two kids. And his two kids. That's right. So, uh, listen, I have know. four children myself. Uh, you They're worry all about them. Oh, you worry about them every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you worry yeah. about them every day. Well, okay. Then I'll... I just have to. Uh, I was. I was even going to ask. Uh, would it be profitable? Not profitable, but logical to come up with with the ownership of a house like that under an LLC. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you. You just told the us property. you don't want to. You don't want any of your inheritance to go to the your kids. You wanted to go to the grandkids. And then you just said that's, that you were going to actually set your son up in uh, an inheritance. No, 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 no. Well, that's he, what you were doing. But you, no, understand. But you, you were going to be the renter of the the property to guarantee tenancy, right? Right. Which is right. the same thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, so I, uh, Rand, enjoy yourself. Move on. You're not going to change him. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been married for fifty six years. <laughs> All in a row, by the way. Have you changed her? <laughs> Have you? Uh, no, no, no. no. Happily married for three years. But, uh, hey, Rand, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Certainly uh, wish you well, and glad okay. you, you have such care. You guys keep keep up the good work, uh, enlighten people, and uh, and you know what you what you you know you, you, you after being retired for twenty three years, I will tell you, it's no it's no euphoria. It's nothing that much to look forward to because you don't go out that much. First of all, it's you know you get older. You know, being it's like hitting a brick wall at seventy-five. Rand? <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm eighty-one, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're done. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's awful, you're, Rand. You're you're me. Me. He's gonna like start a, singing you've, anytime. You've got today, right? <laughs> all right. That's all we all have. So, all right. Thank uh, you, right. Rand. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Thanks right. for have listening to our time, show. Guys. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. We're coming by. We're gonna go hang out with. Ran later on today. I, I would enjoy hanging out with him. He sounds like quite the character. We're gonna go down to Denny's and have a cup of coffee. Maybe some sank grand sl- grand slam. I'm gonna have a grand slam in the sank. I haven't been to a tw- Denny's in twenty years. I know. I, They're still there. Yeah, ever I since I lost my uh, trucking hat, I haven't been able to get into it. You know, it's interesting. I think I truly believe that we are born with certain kind of characteristics that make us good savers or good spenders. Oh, big spenders! You have you have four children. That's right. So I look at my different. Oh yeah, my oldest two. uh, Even when my son was tiny, I remember he had like a a gift certificate to Toys R Us when Toys R Us used to exist, and we were there. I kid you, it was like almost an hour, and he couldn't find anything that he wanted to part with his his. We left. He didn't get anything because it was that money was so valuable. He wanted to keep that. My daughter's the opposite. <laughs> She's leveraging the she, gift certificate. You know, they had to, they, when they came out with the first first uh, relief bill or whatever and during COVID, she didn't. She was a college student and didn't didn't have a job. So she talks to someone at the unemployment office. They said they're going. She's going to get thirteen thousand dollars in back pay. Really? Well, she hears right. My <laughs> son got quite a bit. She back. hears it. She t- someone tells her this. 
So she goes and buys some new furniture for her apartment. Before she even gets Correct. a check. And guess what? <laughs> she never got she the never check. She never got the check. <laughs> and really? I laugh. She tries crying to me. I'm like, yeah. I just kind of watch it like, hey, you got to have to learn some way. And she might be 50, like grandson, broke. And I Happy. like. <laughs> they're not doing the right thing and we're doing it wrong no because there's always a health issue that can take us oh, out I, lots I of things that. like look, look i am the uh the persuasion to save i mean day one. well and we never know what tomorrow brings and have been being at a point where work's an option and not an obligation maybe that's a luxury when you're younger it's not when you're older but is it the retirement thing just a strange concept to begin with it's just it's a strange it to me Right, I help people plan for retirement. The idea that one day you just check at the door and kind of float away, I, I just think it's wrong. Well, most people aren't viewing it as that's what they want to do now anyway. That's right. They don't want to, they don't want the day. They don't want like, the day-to-day grind. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they don't want to be uh, engaged in some form or fashion. That's right. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue on with calls. Again, the number to be part of All Worth Money Matters, 800. I'm sorry. 833-99-WORTH. You're listening to All Worth Money Matters. We'll be right back. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join All Worth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome back to All Worth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. And uh, let's go right to the calls. Let's talk with Richard. Richard, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I have a relatively simple question, I hope. Um, my fiance and I uh, each own a home in Northern California, and we have between the two homes about $500,000 in um, unrealized capital gains at this moment. In are each they, or and, combined? Combined. All right. And are they primary residences? Yes. Okay. And so my question is um, to avoid paying capital gains taxes on them, since it's two separate properties, are we going to have to stagger the sales two years apart. Do you plan on selling? And the rules have changed a bit on that. It's uh, are you? Do you plan on selling both homes and getting a new home? But they're fiance. Uh, they're not married. I understand that. Yeah, we plan on we plan on selling uh, both homes and and getting a new home. Although where and when on the new home are are not fixed yet. So what is the exclusion, Scott, for, uh, is it 500000 individual, 500000 as a couple. Yeah. So uh, what are the gains in each one of the homes? Break it down for us. Is it roughly one equal? Is, uh, no. Uh, one is in the 75 to 100 range, and, and the balance is in the other one. So 400 in one and 100 in the other. And I would sell the one. I would sell the one prior to marriage uh, with the smallest gain, and then and then sell the other. I don't know. Yeah. That's is that how? I would I have no I would, idea. I would, I would. I would. I would pay a CPA to give it a. That's a, right. I have no this. idea because it was brought into. Uh, it became a marital asset and it was separate. I mean, so your situation is you're trying to figure out the best way to to minimize the taxes. Well, we know about, the the one way is to sell the one that's got the hundred grand. That's that's a no brainer. But then, do you take that one with I can't the four hundred thousand and make it a marital? And some, we're not an expert on this area of the tax law, but there's some areas of tax where it's just some, it's coming unclear, and then you kind of step back. Well, what's the policy? Like, what's the intent of the of the law here? Right. Um, I would go to an. I, I would. I would I, get, I'd pay for counsel. Yeah. I wouldn't call a radio show to ask this question. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a big enough deal where y- 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 you'll, you'll want to talk to it. So, my the, the initial blush is the the one with a hundred thousand dollars. Sell that. But the question is, you probably need to wait a couple two years. Probably become a marital asset because otherwise, you, it wasn't no. both of your primary residence, only one of your primary residence. That's my right. guess would be there's already something in the code because not always couple married couples don't always live together. 
Sometimes one worked, lives on the other side of the country. How's that work? Well, I don't know how it worked, but you know people. You've met people like that. Oh, no, I'm just, <laughs> just thinking about it. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd go to an accountant. M- m- the, the, I, I agree with Scott. The, uh, from what we know of the code, it was you probably have to live in that second house with the $400,000 in gain for a couple of years in order to make yeah. it a marital asset. But I, 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 I'm just guessing on that. I, I would go to an accountant and I'd pay for um, advice. Okay. Well, and not great. only that, sometimes, uh, look, when you, when you pay for an advice, if you get uh, incorrect advice, let's say the IRS challenges sometime in the future, and you're like, wait a minute, I got this advice. You could prove that you received this advice. Uh, you're able to. Uh, you still, still pay the, the taxes, tax, but, but you don't you, pay the penalties. You pay, yeah, the, the, the penalties are negated. So um, I, that's where I'd go with that. Yeah, appreciate the call. You, you know, since it reminds me, Pat, years ago, um, years, 20, 20 some years ago, there was a, um, a, a neighbor of mine that had worked for Intel. And had like twenty five million dollars worth of stock. Really? Yeah. Uh, came in. He what kind of neighborhood were you living in? Not that fancy. It was just <laughs> he had worked at Intel. This is back in the day when Intel was a hot. Yeah. People don't think of Intel like it was. Remember, it was just. I mean, it, it would double. It was time one of the hot stocks at the time. Again, just right? whatever the hot stock is today, that was Intel back in the day. And then it was. hadn't been for the last twenty years. But yeah, it was. Was. The other day. was. So he he was an engineer. He was one of the earlier guys. Twenty five million. Twenty five. So he came in and chatted with with me about something, and then he was thinking about moving to Nevada. Uh, and I introduced him to uh, a, a tax person in our office at the time, twenty some years ago. We had a five minute conversation with him. That was it. Didn't hire uh, us. Didn't hire the the accountant. Three years later, he calls me. What I forget the time frame. Calls me living in Nevada. He'd moved to Nevada. And says, hey, Scott, are you familiar with the, the fact that the state of California will tax the increase in um, non-qualified, st- I figure it was the ISOs or NQs at the time, the increase in the stock options while employed, while you're a resident uh, of that state, they want the taxes on whatever that increase in that value was. They call even, source. Even when it wasn't realized at that time. Oh, I so didn't know that. He moved to Nevada, sold the stock later. Wait, wait. You have to pay that, even though you didn't realize the game. That's correct. I had no idea. Yeah, you did. You just forgot. Okay, not, thanks. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before. But so he wanted to kind of, like, what conversation do we have about this in your office? I'm like, it was five minutes. Like, what he was hoping to get is some sort of proof that he sought out counsel and received bad counsel because of the penalties that the state, the franchise tax board was charging him. And I remember the time thinking he didn't pay for it. I'm thinking, I thought you fool. I mean, like you, you was such a large amount and you were too cheap to pay for quality advice and look what it is costing you. Not only did you, did you not know a a provision that, that you would have, but, and, the and the accountant would have researched it and of told course, him yes, and yeah. charged him five hundred or a thousand dollars or whatever yeah, the number that was, right? Deal, yeah. That's hourly rate wouldn't be big. So he he got he took the hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it pays to get counsel. Well, and think about that. So you didn't realize the gain, you pay the taxes on it, and that stock just tanked. <laughs> and you don't go to the you can't go back to the state and say Give me back the money that oh, I paid gosh. on this uh, this gain that I never realized. The tax wasn't triggered until he actually realized that gain in Nevada. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. So it was I do remember this. It wasn't that um, once you moved, they said you yeah, owe the it's money. A, it's a it's a California source tax, essentially, and it it still happens. It can happen on profits, interest, and other things as well. That's right. Um, so anyway, let's take back the calls. Eight three. You know, but you got to feel good about that because California is building this incredible light rail system, uh, high speed rail in the Central Valley. You really got to feel good about paying the. I'm going to be able to go all the way from Turlock to Fresno, <laughs> right? And for the rest of At a, maybe 120 miles an hour, except when I'm going into small towns when I got to slow down. So the for the rest of America, um, we are we are in Sacramento, Central Valley of uh, California. Beautiful place to live, high taxes, uh, government that has Crazy. run amok. 
It's some of the stuff they keep coming up with. And they're building this. You see San Francisco school board? The kids aren't in school, but they decided to change the names of 44 different schools, including uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. He wasn't wasn't good enough. And and instead of getting the kids back in school. This is a, yeah, this is a good use of your time. (laughs) Anyway, let's let's get back to the calls here. The dam's breaking, (laughs) but let's just make sure the flowers in the parking lot are nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like, here. <laughs> right? Uh, All right, let's try not to get too pit- political. On this it's I can't help it. Well, some of the stuff is just so crazy. How can you not? Yeah, you just gotta shake your head. You just shake your head. I would love to have a phenomenal rail system in this country. I've been to Japan, man. It's unbelievable. But Scott, the reality is, self-driving cars will uh, will be here in. 10, 15, 20 years, and it will change the way we no travel. You much will be safer, able, much faster. between New York and Philadelphia, there will be a van that's a 20-passenger van with a bathroom on it that leaves New York every 15 minutes to go to Philadelphia. It's going to happen. It's called the Greyhound. Leave the driving to us. Oh, it's a window seat to America. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's Have talk. Have you been on a Greyhound lately? I used to have to in junior high. My kids, my, my kids, my parents were divorced, and so they lived about two hours apart from each other. And I have to take the Greyhound bus. Did you? It was terrifying when you're fifth grade or whatever. There were some freaky people back then on the Greyhound bus. On the Greyhound, I took a Greyhound from Sacramento to Seattle. It left at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> When I was a junior in high school, all I can say is I apologize to all those people sitting around me. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's talk with Neil. Neil, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, glad you joined us. Hey, the reason why I'm calling, I'm just curious. I've got a, a vacation rental that I owe money on. Of course, I've got a mortgage on a year. I've got the decent rates, uh, three point, you know, six seven five or so. It's not. Amazing compared to today, but it's pretty good. And what do you owe about one eighty on it? And what's the value of the home? Uh, about five fifty. Okay, so and then do you use it as well, or is it pure rental? Uh, I use it um, periodically, but not much. It's more a rental, uh, kind of a vacation rental, and one of those uh, online things, of course, a VRBO or something. And you own it primarily because Correct. you want to use it when you want to use it, or you own it because you think it's a great uh, investment? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's both. It's it's been a good investment and I know it has for been. about uh, seven years. Yeah, because but historically they tend not to be as good investments as other kind of rentals. That's that's correct. You, you lucked out as the property appreciation sure. of. Uh, but if you're using it for your own, uh, you know, pleasure, that's a different story. That's a different story. What tell us about your primary residence? What's that worth, and what do you owe on that? What's the interest rate? Um, I, um it's worth about a million, and um, so. I'm 56. And what what do you owe on the and home that's worth a million? Uh, nothing. Okay. Paid off. All right. So and qu- you what do you have in savings? Do you? I mean, in other words, do you have 180 grand in cash or cash equivalent somewhere? Um. <clears throat> well, that was the primary reason for the question. Uh, in money in my IRAs, uh, it's about 110 sitting around, sort of in cash. There is stock there. Obviously, I've got a about. 75 in stock uh, percent. But it's all in your, do you have money outside of your IRAs? Uh, a little bit, yes. Um, Not 180000 though. No, I don't. So I would have to borrow from the IRAs. And that's the prior, you know, yeah. primary question. It no. doesn't Should work. I have no, it's not going to work. It just won't work. Oh. First of okay. all, you, if okay. you, let's say you used your IRA, well, if you had $180,000 in an IRA, technically you could use it for as, as, as the mortgagee on a property, but only if you had zero personal benefit from it, which means you couldn't use it, which would at all. And it's not worth the hassle. Here's what I would do. I would call mortgage broker, uh, right now. And I would look, you you plan on owning this thing for a long time. Yeah. I think we're going to keep it. Okay. We really like it. I would call mortgage broker right now and see what, uh, the cost of money would be on a, First mortgage on my primary residence. You plan on staying in that house for a while? Yeah, we're going to stay here. Yeah, that's what I would do too. Yeah, and so my guess is you're going to get sub three at zero cost. Or 2%. Yeah, sub three. 15 years, two, they're 2% right now. Right, and so I would move the mortgage off of the vacation rental into my primary residence. 
and uh, lower the interest rate and get a 15-year loan, mm-hmm. loan on it. Okay. I hadn't thought about that. It's a good idea. That's Well, thank you. Um, that's yeah. the easiest thing to do. And quite frankly, the cost of money is lower on a primary residence than it is on a rental property. You might lose the uh, tax right. deductibility of that. You're still going to be better off because of the, the cost of money. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Why would you lose? Beautiful. Oh, because it's probably the, stand, are, Do you itemize your your deductions? Or do you take a standard deduction? We itemize. You still item. Okay, then yeah, that would yep. definitely make sense for you. Do it. That's yep. what I do. Yep. Let Easy. me ask you: How do you have any sort of four hundred one k or pension for retirement? Yeah, we we've got a pension of about you know fifty thousand a year approximately. Okay, you got pension um, money coming in. Yeah, because your four hundred one k balance isn't very large. Your IRA, yeah, yeah. Your IRA is not very large. It's sub two hundred, correct? Uh, well, I mean, total. It, it, no, if I were to look at all the investments that I have that are within one k and outside of that, uh, not four one k, but IRA money, um, we're talking about uh, right around two million. Oh, okay. perfect, beautiful. Thank we you. We were just a little worried we that you worried. were. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this vacation property, which is great, no money in retirement. But Your you, home is paid off, which is great. Yeah, yeah yes, yes. Got a lot yeah, of equity yeah. there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great, great job, great right. job. Yep, yep. Just uh, refinance that, put it on your primary That's residence, fifteen year fixed, or and I'm just fixed. trying to work on getting it paid off by the time you retire, if you plan on keeping it long term. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And the thing you you re- I don't know where this is uh, located, but uh, Scott and I at one point in time owned a vacation property together. And uh, what worried me is the legislation around uh, the VRBOs, right? You mean, but, yeah. But, so if you look at certain areas in the United States, they've outlawed short-term rentals. I own a vacation home, not the one, not one that I use. I know, but are, do you not worry about the, the how they've cracked down on short-term rentals? No, because I figure if it changes, they'll just sell it to somebody who wants just to have it as a their own All residence. Right. Well, good enough. That's what's really the value of the homes. Good enough. All right. Anyway, appreciate the call, Neil. Yeah, and, but I thanks, also guys. thanks. Good show. Thank thanks. you. I appreciate that. I also realize it's it's um, it's one um, it's. I, I had multiple reasons why I bought the thing, so it wasn't pure investment. I. And but there's trust me, every time I hear there's anything, it takes any sort of work from my I, some email I got to think about. I'm like, why do I own this thing? Yeah, when they're like the roof's leaking or yeah, whatever things happen. This, yeah, I got to replace that. And this needs to be done. Yeah. Job, and, and you're not the property manager no. on it either. The, the, hot, tub, still the hot tub's leaking, the fr- refrigerator uh, needs to be replaced. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> 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 Life is such a struggle. No, I mean it's it is. <laughs> you know, so I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, today um, on the way to the show, and he um, we were talking about starting a business, and I said, you know, I remember, you know, it wasn't thirty years ago that I was driving around in a Hyundai that I bought at a repo lot. Um, this is when Hyundai's were um, cheap. Right now, they- oh, are they expensive now? Well, so they've got nice ones. It's not just, uh, uh, yeah, they've got, it's a I, nice, it's yeah. just like when, when Datsun started, right? It was oh, a little Datsun. Tiny, and now look what Nissan's got, all kinds of great cars. I had a Datsun for a while, too. The B210? The, the, the honeybee? You the didn't B? have the honeybee, though, did you? No. No, I had a, a Datsun 510. 510? Yeah, the 510. Four-door. A little bigger than the 210? <laughs> uh, the 510 was a, <laughs> it was a four-door 510. <laughs> Okay, what were we, where were you going with this? I completely forgot. Oh, no, no, about this. People go through economic, you know, there's a, a path, an economic path. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do, you, what do you mean by economic path? Well, th- you, you mature, your economics hopefully mature over time, right? The idea that you own a rental home that's a vacation rental home, you would have never imagined it 30 years ago that you would own that. Oh, that was your point. Yeah. Yeah, I actually the, the the story did have a point, so that was uh, that was valuable. But people go through economic, and you watch your kids. Go you know, through and it. it's a funny thing, Pat, because <clears throat> money is a strange tool. It's we, we all need some degree of 
of finances, of money. We all need some money. It's how we exchange our labor. Well, you need money to have a roof over your head. You need money to have food on the table. The biggest, like, basic needs, needs right? yes. And maybe some health care. We could throw that in there. That takes finances, takes money. Uh, and so when you're young, people are young and starting out, it's like, typically, you're pretty broke. Of like, I got to figure out how to support myself. My parents provided the roof and the food. Now I got to figure out a way to provide for my own roof and my own food. And you're out there kind of hustling to make it, whatever you got to do to make it happen, going to college, get a job, working and, hard. And, and, and learning through the whole process. And learning through the whole process. And then there's that, well, I'd like to, maybe a little nicer house would be good for me, or it'd be good to own a house, or a little better car would be good, or maybe I need, like, a stereo system would be good. Like, I mean, and suddenly, what the basics of well, the roof and the food, those, those quote-unquote needs start becoming... Well, the, the, the word wants and needs uh, gets confused. There's wants, but people oftentimes say they're needs, and they're not needs, they're wants, right? Because needs are food and shelter on the most basic level. That's right. Everything right. after that is a want. And it doesn't mean food and shelter is a 4,000-square-foot McMansion somewhere. It means That's right. food and shelter. But the thing... I think what ends up, we're, we're, we're financial advisors. So we talk with people, typically people that are good savers. Yes. Because if somebody doesn't save anything, it's not a lot we can do. I'm not going to change them. I used to try when I first started in the business. I thought Dave I would, Ramsey does a great job of Oh, that. excellent. He really does. Excellent. I don't agree with him 100% of things, but I don't agree with most people 100% of things. Not even myself. But most people we encounter are, are, are good savers. But... The, the thing about this, uh, the security that money provides, it's somewhat fleeting because, I, I, to your point, when I was a kid in college, having a, a rental vacation home was not something I've ever planned. It never, even, it never even crossed your mind. So in some aspects, I could say my, my financial resources are probably greater than uh, I had, maybe I'd hoped for because everyone hopes, but probably greater than I had anticipated. Okay. But the thing about finances and money, there's really never quite, if that's your goal, there's never quite enough of it. Like, I've never had a client come and say, you know, Scott, this I don't need any more than this. Don't bother growing it at this point. I'm set. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, because <laughs> if someone's goal is to have 100,000, you hit 100, then it's 200, then it's 500, then it's a million, then it's 2 million, or whatever the number is, right? And it's just part of that human nature. And it's even when people get past the point where it's going, it's way beyond their, their basic needs being met. And it's way beyond their wants being met. Most people still aren't quite satisfied with the level of their financial resources. So Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. Most people. Well, to them they it's have, but, but, but Scott, to the point, they have what's called a private office. Which is they set family up their, a family office, which is their own investment advisors that continue to invest their dollars. What do they buy? Well, they'll all buy stocks, but then they'll buy hotels or strip yeah, yeah, centers yeah, yeah. or malls all or whatever. All kinds of things. Diversifying so all over the place. Even at that level, they're not putting it in a bank account and hoping for the best. They are deploying the capital. Well, for it comes with a responsibility. Overall. That's right. At some point, I mean... But so when you Steward go the assets, when you go through this, uh, this cycle, my son, who's 25, lives in Denver, is buying a home. He's going to he wants to buy a home. So he calls me yesterday and says, hey, you know, I got some questions. My daughter lives in Denver. She wants to buy a new forerunner, Toyota forerunner on credit. <laughs> I said, good luck to you there. <laughs> so, <laughs> she sends me photos of him. Really? She's hoping, she's her, daddy's, to get she's you. hoping her daddy's going to buy her a new car. Uh, she's trying to get you. Not happening. She tries to get you involved in the Toyota 4Runner. She wants me to buy her a Toyota 4Runner. You're like, you're just no, laughing. You're just it's not going to change her life. And she doesn't listen to this radio show, so she'll never no. know. Correct. <laughs> it won't make her life better. No, no. It, in fact, it, it's so he's he wants to. So he calls me yesterday, and it's this is just an education. He says, Dad, uh, I went to school with this guy and he's now a realtor a residential realtor and i'm uh gonna hire him 
to find me a home. And I said, well, what does that mean? He says, well, he wants me to sign a contract. I said, well, let me ask you this question. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. As a selling agent? As a, as a selling agent. Or uh, a what buyer's agent. A buyer's agent. agent, a buyer's agent. And so uh, I'm like, okay, well. What's the contract? That you're going to guarantee to pay me if you buy something in the next six right, months or something? That's right, an exclusivity contract. For representing a buyer? For representing a buyer. I've never heard of such a uh, thing. Is that the latest thing now? It must be. I mean, he's. I'm happy a- to. Well, you don't even need to really drive around to look at houses because you can look at most of the stuff online. They have all kinds of great uh, videos and stuff I, now. Uh, and so, the, the, the part of the learning process, this is my point, part of the learning process. So he calls, he goes, what is. So he never bought a house before. He yeah, doesn't right, know right. how the transaction. He, he just and thinks he probably this slept, is normal. He probably might have. He might have. They might have studied it for a couple hours in college. He might have slept through the class. Yeah, yeah. So my son, unless, unless it's in front of you, like yeah. yeah. So he's twenty five. He's got a business degree. He's pretty. I think he's a pretty smart kid. He is my son. Um, so he, I'm like, don't sign it. He's like, well, no. He wants me to sign it. And I said, of course he wants you to sign it. You'll get a nice commission if he actually helps you solve your problem. That's right. And, and I'm like. This is why you should not sign this exclusivity buyers. I said, you're driving down the street and you see a home that says for sale by owner and you buy it. That contract may obligate you to pay him a commission, which will increase the price of the, or if you go to a new development and there is no broker co-op fee, you will end up paying this guy for doing nothing. And he said, well, why would he work for me? And I said, because, oh, he'll do it. Uh, I said, he will work for you. I said, if not, go get a different agent. Right. I'm not going to sign an exclusivity, but I want to buy a house. Would you like to help me? Yeah. Anyway, but the, I mean, it's the financial education is really important. It is important. He didn't know any different. My son didn't know any different. He thought this was just normal. That's why, to your point, we talked earlier in the program about Robin Hood and these trading. I was, I was talked with a a young woman this week. I actually encouraged her to buy some stocks. She's got an account at Vanguard. I said, take 5%, buy some stocks. She says, what what do you recommend? I said, I don't recommend anything because I don't think it's going to be helpful for you long term. I think the most important thing that you're going to learn from this is the education. Education. Through this. And it's great to do it when you're young. Anyway, we are running out of time. I think we've had a good fun, good program today. Anyway, um, this this up up in the next uh, coming week or two, we've got our retirement planning for couples workshop, and it's going to run Tuesday, February sixteenth through Thursday, February eighteenth. Again, retirement planning for couples. It's a special workshop for couples. Uh, running Tuesday, February 16th through Thursday, February 18th, of course, virtual. But uh, it's, it's fairly well done. It's not just a boring video of one way. I think you'll get something out of it. Just go to uh, allworthfinancial.com to learn more. And, of course, if you'd like to get a copy of this podcast and listen to it anytime you want, uh, you can get it right wherever you listen to podcasts or allworthfinancial.com. We're out of time. We'll see you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.